All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Out of Pocket Sports. My name is Mikey, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Sam and Thomas. How are you guys doing today? What up? What up? What up? What up? I'm excited. First podcast. Thomas. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> All right. So today uh, we've got a good show. We're going to be doing our predictions for the Big 12 this year. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to play a little bit of Weddle, which is Weddle is like the uh, world famous Wordle, except it is with current NFL players, uh, only mm -hmm. quarterbacks and skill position players. Yeah. And uh, as you'll see, you'll get yeah, a bunch of defense today. statistics based on like height, division, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you just Wordle it up and try to get the right player. So right. I say we start off with uh, Adam Thielen. Okay. Oh, dang. Thielen. Okay, so mm. AFC, not a receiver. Uh, you want to go quarterback? Yeah. Uh, tall, tall AFC quarterback. Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, okay, mm. so not as tall yeah. as Josh Allen, older than 26. Let's do let's go tight end because there's not gonna be a running back that's like six foot four. Uh yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah, that's right. That Oklahoma Sooners legend, Mark Andrews. Okay, AFC. Oh. Okay, so AFC North tight ends. David Njoku, Pat Fryermuth, not CJ Uzama. Who's the Bengals tight end now? Oh. Not sure. Uh he's He's not young. So it's it's not Fryermuth because he's older than Mark Andrews. I think Njoku because Njoku wears like 85, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. I think uh let's go David Njoku. <laughs> Who is the Bengals tight end? Because <laughs> it's not it's not it's not Pat Fryermuth. Because he's gonna be he's gonna be too oh. and it's it's CJ Uzoma is on the the Jets now, I think. Whoa. Shoot. Dude. Yeah, I'll look it up. This is Hold on. this is a problem. I have no idea who the Bengals tight end is now. Cause it, it was Hayden it's Hurst. Almost... Hayden Hurst? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Hey, okay. Yeah. Good job, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even know he was on the Bengals. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, neither did I. Well, more you know. Dang. Okay. Well, all right, good start. <laughs> um okay so let's go ahead and get into big 12 predictions do y'all want to go like top to bottom or bottom to top uh bottom to top is more fun so you know bottom to top is more fun okay so uh we'll go bottom to top like based on like the the vegas over under or whatever so at the bottom by unanimous decision is kansas i have absolutely nothing positive to say about them uh, I think I, I think Kansas is you know they could be sneaky this year and maybe win two games. I'm not gonna lie, they do get they do get to play Duke and Duke is like probably the second worst. I don't know if they're the second worst Power Five team, but they're like by far and away the worst team in the ACC. So oh yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, just for reference, last year Kansas allowed 68 offensive touchdowns uh, compared to number nine TCU at 55. <laughs> and they scored a total of 32 offensive touchdowns, which was uh, 14 less than the se the second lowest Kansas State at 46. So oh, they're uh, safe so, to say they like ever since Puka Williams left, their team is just like it just it doesn't exist. 
And when we uh, almost lost to them last year too. That's the problem. Yes, yes, that was an incredible game. If you can't tell, we guys, uh, we are Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Uh, support all of Big Twelve football formerly. Yeah, and sure. Eventually we'll go to the SEC, but for now, all Big Twelve football. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about Kansas because I'm not entertained by them. Texas Tech is next. Okay, uh, Kansas's over under was two and a half. I think we're taking the under pretty easily there. I don't have any. Don't have yes. Any no, I agree. What are their non-conference games? They have Tennessee Tech, which they'll win, and then Duke, which they'll probably lose, and then Houston, which they'll also lose. Um, speaking of Houston non-conference, Texas Tech is next. Their over/under is at five and a half. Whoa! I like the jump from Kansas to Texas Tech of as of three games is is kind of ridiculous to me like texas tech is not they're not that good yeah gosh i mean they were they were second third to last in defensive statistics and uh they were pretty high up on their offense with top six but i mean uh, yeah uh, but not enough to win them games. i was looking at their roster their top two receivers are gone their top tight end is gone they they don't have a they haven't had a quarterback since like 2019 and their leading rusher ran for like 550 yards last year. Yeah. It's it's like it's not an offense that can keep up with other Big 12 offenses. And it's not like their defense is good enough to stop people from scoring. It's gonna be so I just year. like I don't I don't see a way that they could be a good team. I think yeah. like they're over under five and a half. I think it's under like by quite a bit. I probably three game, three wins. I think the only the only like what could push them to four would be the Houston non-conference game, but it's at U of H. It is um, at U of H. Or, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. It's in Lubbock this year. It was in U of H last year. Gotcha. I know OU travels to Lubbock again, so that's mm -hmm. a slight advantage, but not much. It's not going to make a difference. All right, so a solid nine, Texas Tech. Nicely, easily on. Okay, next team. Next team's West Virginia, also over under five and a half. I'm I'm personally taking the under on that. I know West Virginia, like, I don't know. I just feel like West Virginia people are like always like unreasonably high on, even though the ceiling is like seven and five. Like Yeah. You said it's at five and a half? Five and a half, yeah. I I think that's i can take i could see five i could five see five but i cannot see a bull eligible West virginia team yeah because they got jt daniels which is an improvement from their quarterback from last year whose name i don't know and like they're, they they basically just have like the same team as last year yeah exactly. which like and other teams if you're not getting better you're getting worse realistically exactly. because everybody else is also getting better better yes it's a definitely a different league transfers in and out and whatnot yeah but like like if you're a team like oklahoma and you stay the same the same for you is competing for a playoff spot the same for west virginia is competing for a bowl game and so there's so many other teams that are in like the four to six win range that did get better 
Exactly. And if you are not getting better, it's gonna be it's gonna be such a bad season. There's no way it's gonna end well. I don't think they'll be as bad as Tech. I think they'll it, they'll be like four and eight, maybe five, because I have them losing to Tech. So I think they could maybe if they win that game, they're five and seven. Okay. But I think that's their ceiling, honestly. Five and seven. Mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> yeah. Everybody put in your your bets based on our precise over under. Not in the state of Oklahoma because it's legal, but do it overseas, offshore. No, it's legal in like other. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you can do it like on apps and stuff and just put a video Perfect. on. Yeah, exactly. You we, don't whatever you want. we don't condone that, but we don't not condone that. Yeah, not that I support. Not that I'm allowed to do that or anything. But, okay. Next team, Iowa State. I was talking to Thomas about this earlier, and he, like, gave me flag for it. They're over under is six and a half. And, like, I, I just don't like it, and I'm taking the under. Mm, a lot of unders. Someone's got to be good. Well, someone someone is going to be good. Don't you worry. <laughs> but the, the bottom is not – I mean, I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I have them like five and seven. But, like, I don't know. Thomas, like, I know you, like, were, like, anti my opinion. So, if you could tell me why, I'd appreciate that. Okay, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas is disconnected. No, technical difficulties. What? Technical difficulties. He's having technical difficulties. Okay, well. Um, well anyway, we can move on. I, I personally have them on the over. They they always run tough. They have a good coach. Brock Purdy's coming back for sixth year, fifth year? No, Brock Purdy's gone. Oh, he's gone? Okay. Brock Purdy's gone. Charlie Kohler's gone. Brees Hall is gone. Tariq Milton's gone. Brees Hall is a big one. Yes, Brees Hall is he's a very big one. He's been Brees Hall rushed, for the past couple. Brees of Hall years. rushed for fifteen hundred yards and twenty touchdowns, and had three hundred yards receiving and three receiving touchdowns. Yeah, eighteen hundred all-purpose yards and twenty-three all-purpose touchdowns. Gone. Your starting quarterback since twenty eighteen. Gone. Your starting tight end since twenty eighteen. Gone. Your, excuse me, wide receiver too. Gone to Texas. And I mean, yeah, I, I forgot about the park. Deal with the, the Brees Hall and whatnot. It's a lot of spots and open catches, receptions and yards they have to fill, get other people, and they can't do it all in one year. So this is they're, probably going to be a down year. It's going to be a rebuild because their like entire offense is new. Nothing is the same. And the defense, I mean, they lost on the defense. Like uh, they're they they had four people who were tied for the lead in interceptions. Three of them left. Wow. And oh, their gosh. top two, their top two leading tacklers left, and their second leader in sacks also left. And yeah, they this didn't, is like, the, they didn't bring anybody in. This is a challenge I've always thought about in college football. They don't really necessarily see to the same degree in the professional sports because of this uh, on average four-year turnover. You know, like every four years, you pretty much have a completely different team and you kind of have to restart. And you look at the pre the big schools like Alabama and Georgia and Oklahoma to some degree, they always manage to reload with the same amount of people like this year. But then you have other schools like Iowa State that they don't necessarily handle this having such a high turnover at the same time. 
So it's just new challenges with recruiting and getting players up to speed that you don't necessarily see in the NFL where you have people that can be on the same team for 15 to 16 years, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like for like smaller market schools, it's so much harder to like adequately replace people, especially like not even with just recruits because like a team like Iowa State can pull some good recruits from like the Midwest. But like who who wants like if you have the option to transfer to Iowa State or Baylor or Nebraska or Iowa, like I'm not going to. Like, if I have the option to go anywhere, it's different as a transfer because whenever you're coming out of high school, you have the offers you have. Mm -hmm. But as a transfer, realistically, you can go wherever you want. You might not play, but you can go wherever you want. And I just don't feel like Iowa State anymore, maybe a few years ago, but where they are currently, I don't feel like they have any, like, significant pull to bring people to Ames. Uh, yes, I agree with that one. Yeah, I think you've convinced me on the under. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's not like I have them at five and seven, but like I could totally see them being six and six. Like, I don't think that's ridiculous. I do. I like I have them getting upset by West Virginia for fun. Um, and like they could easily win that game. It's at home. So like they could totally be six and six and make a bowl game. And like, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think. I really five and seven is probably their their floor. Um, they won't be atrocious. I like I'm making them out to be like they're gonna have you know an entire like a whole yes. new fifty three man roster and they're gonna be winless. But like they'll be a decent team. They're just not gonna be like the the spoilers that they've been the last few years. And exactly yes, they're, there's bigger threats or upsets in the conference this year. Yeah. <clears throat> um okay next on the over under they have the same over under as iowa state it's kansas state right but i have them like i'm so unbelievably high on kansas state this year i have them crushing the over why is that okay so skylar thompson left they replaced him with adrian martinez who was the quarterback at Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. And, like, the big knock with Adrian Martinez, I feel like, is ball security. Because last year he threw 14 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. But he also threw for, like, 2,500 yards and rushed for 10 touchdowns. And so, yes, he, like, obviously accuracy is an issue. But going from having to play Iowa and Wisconsin and the Michigan schools Ohio every State, year. Yeah to getting to play like Kansas's defense. He's he's going to be so much better, not necessarily because of the scheme or be, because he's become a better player. I'm sure they've definitely like forced him to work on that, but like I don't know. I think he just being like the fact that he gets to play Big 12 defenses is such a boost for him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And uh, another thing the issue is, uh, is Deuce, Deuce Vaughn is gone, right? No, no. Actually, still Deuce there. Vaughn is back. Oh. Yeah, that's why. That's another reason why I think they'll be so good. Deuce Vaughn is okay. back, and then their top five receivers and two tight ends are all back. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're, they're kind of the opposite of Iowa State. They're returning a lot of their firepower. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why they'll be so much better, because it's like they've had a new staff, and they're going to be settled in. The defense is better, and they got a good transfer linebacker from Nebraska. He had 60 tackles and three sacks. 
And then Sean Robinson from Missouri is a corner. I like him. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think I also I, I've we've we've agreed on the same point on this point. I yeah. think I, uh, Kansas State is going to be better, and I think it's going to be a pretty big separation from the previous schools we mentioned, or maybe like a one to two game difference in totals between Iowa State and Kansas State, like a like a tier kind of. They're not on the same level as the Oklahoma and the Baylor's. But yeah. they're 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 definitely not a bottom feeder anymore. I think, I think they they could win like nine games. I think, not necessarily that they'd be like as good as those other nine win teams like Texas and Oklahoma State, but like, like they get, um, the back half of their schedule they have to play versus Oklahoma State versus Texas at Baylor three weeks in a row, mm. and I think. Out of those three games, they could probably win one. And then I don't really see an issue with like Iowa State or TCU with them. Their non-conference, the only threat is Missouri, mm-hmm. who I am not a huge fan of. And it's and in Manhattan. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Yes. They always play. They're known to play better, a lot better at home. That's They're, they're definitely a better home team. We found that out last year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they were, they came close to beating Oklahoma. They beat Texas, right? No. Yes. Yeah, no, they did beat Texas. They did. Yes. So they almost beat Oklahoma State too. Yeah. No strangers. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they were an eight win team last year. Yeah. And like they only got, they only got better. Exactly. So I don't know. Like that Las Vegas. (laughs) Uh. Next team is TCU, also six and a half. All three of these teams are over under six and a half. Um, I, TCU is tough. Like, I want to take the under because Zach Evans is gone and he's a freak. Exactly. And he yes. was kind of their only offensive power. Yeah, he, he got hurt a few games, but when he wasn't, he yeah. was really good. Other than, oh, actually, I did forget. You remember Quentin Johnston? You remember the game he had against us? Yes. That guy's they have the, dreads, the receiver. Yeah. He's nuts. He's so good. Um, I remember that but it's hard whenever your quarterback is like Chandler Morris and Max Duggan. That's my only exactly to use the yeah. quarterback room. Yes, and then they all they had that one game where they lit up Baylor, and that was very, very yeah. Exciting. No, but, I remember that. Uh, that was Chandler Morris, former OU uh, quarterback. But oh yeah, uh, they can't they can't do that every single week, and it showed because. They lost the next couple of games after that. So yeah. uh, it's kind of like a give or take with TCU. And they do have the advantage of playing a bunch of their important games at home, like OU. And I think they played Baylor at home. They get they get OU, OSU, and Iowa State all at home. Right. So that's that's pretty that's pretty big. That's pretty important. Yeah. So their non-conference is easy. It's Colorado and SMU. Yes. Um, yeah, SMU I mean, could be a, a trippy game though because there's a bit of a rivalry that's been going on. And true. the game last year was pretty, pretty exciting. The, iron, so, the battle for the iron yeah. skillet. Yes, that could, exactly. Yeah, the, the DFW area. I love it. Uh so that could be a triple game. That's a game to watch, all of our fans. Yeah. I think okay, so the over under six and a half. I'm taking the under, but like I like six. Very close, yeah. Like I think they'll make a bowl game probably. Exactly. Win one game they weren't expecting and it's over. So it's kind of right on the line. Yeah. Okay. So next is Baylor. They're over under seven and a half, which I thought was like low. 
But looking at the team, I don't – I think an over-under of, like, eight and a half would be better. Like, I have them at eight wins. I'm taking the over. Um, But I think eight or nine is realistic because they just, like, they lost so many people. Quarterback one, um, running back one, and running back two. So their top three leading rushers and their starting right. quarterback. And then their top three leading receivers. Oh, that's always that's always tough. Yeah. But like a team like Baylor, like they're able to like replenish. Like they got Luke Anthony, who's a quarterback from Louisiana Tech, who's he's I don't know how well he'll do in the Big 12. I feel like his like his his group of five stats weren't good enough to warrant power five play, in my opinion. But like I don't hate the move. I think he'll be good. I'd rather take Blake Shapin, who he was the guy that came in whenever Gary Bohannon got injured last year. And, like, I thought he did really well. He threw for 600 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 72 completion percentage. Yeah, that's not that's not horrible. That'll probably translate yeah. pretty well. And he, I mean, too. he won – he played and won the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. Right, so, right, yes. And he had yeah. a big game on the road against Kansas State. So, like, I, I like Blake Shapin a lot, and I think he'll be good. The issue with them is just, like, skill positions. Um, I know their tight end room is pretty solid. I like them a lot. And then the defense, they also lost a lot. Leading sacks, leading tackler, uh, leading pass deflection, leading interception, fourth leading tackler, cornerback one. Wow. The main issue is the secondary there, like, um, other than that leading tackler, Terrell Bernard, he was he was a freak. He had eight sacks. Um, like, their front seven will be fine, which is what they're known for. Like, they're known for their run defense. Exactly. Over yes. their secondary, at least. Not that they're, like, particularly known for defense. But um, I think the secondary is the problem. But saying that, there's not a lot of, like, Big 12 skill position groups that can, like, torch you other than, like, Oklahoma – Maybe, maybe KSU Texas. and Texas. Maybe Texas, yeah. No, I think I think I think Texas' skill position move is really good. Um, but like I think the front seven being good will will be enough to get them to eight wins. I don't I I know so many people are like they're like the preseason favorites to win the Big 12. I just think that's ridiculous. Like I just I they're not gonna be that good. They don't have the With that, yeah, they didn't With replenish their talent number, to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. With that much turnover. And it was kind of a lucky, I mean, they they lost to OSU. They they got the opportunity to play again, but they got the wins against uh, Oklahoma, obviously. And then other than that, that one, we played yes. so bad. I was at that yes. game. It was so yeah. bad. Exactly. Yeah. So that their defense has always been legitimate. It's just whether or not the offense can keep up this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm taking the over at seven and a half. I feel like that's low. Um, but they definitely won't be as good as everybody as everybody thinks they is. As everybody thinks. Exactly. That. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next is Oklahoma State. Their over unders at eight and a half, which I don't hate. Um, I'd pr- I, I'll. So Spencer Sanders is back. You could argue that that's a good or a bad thing. Right. He threw the famous, 12. yeah, the famous four interceptions in yeah. the Big Twelve Championship. Been... For those who forgot. I don't even know what to say about him. Though. Like I like him. Uh, not not really. Just kidding. Uh, sorry. They do. They did lose Jalen Warren and Tay Martin, which are receiver one and running back one. Jalen Warren was really good. 
Um, and their their thing was kind of their run game. So I think Sp- Sanders will get more involved in the run game. Um, guys like Jaden Bray and Brennan Presley will have to step up. Someone's got to fill that outside role. So I think it could be done. They won't replicate. Like, I'd be pretty surprised if they went back to the Big 12 championship, I guess. I don't know. It's tough between, like, them, Texas, and Baylor. Yeah, it's all three of them team. are going to be competing. Yeah, that's usually usually how it is. Last year was just, oh, you slipped out at the last second. But it'll be definitely interesting. I think uh, those two games will really define their season if they win, how it, if they lose both, win one, lose, win both, you know, so – yeah. That will are, what are they back to back or do they play Texas and OU? They no, together? so they get Texas at home and then they play us here in Norman. Right. Yes. Like that's like their like second to last game. Yeah, um, and so just I mean I don't no, think they'll have an issue with Baylor honestly because they're going right. to come off a bye. Right. I think I think they can win that Baylor game and it's just be whether they can take down Texas. Yeah, for home. sure. And like the whole thing with them is just like, is their defense going to be able to be good after losing so much? Exactly, exactly. Like yeah. their secondary was kind of in shambles. Same thing with Baylor, but I don't know. I think I feel like I don't really know why. I think it's the offensive production, but I think they'll be able to recover better than Baylor will. I, I agree. I think the 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 long term returner and quarterback does help stable. Uh, yeah, break sure. the ship a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take the over on eight and a half. I think. Um, Texas, we're almost done. We're back. Texas is also eight and a half. They actually, honestly, unironically, might be back. I hate, exactly. I hate to say yep. it. Yeah. I hate to say it. They might be back. They look good. They look really good. Um, I don't know how I feel about Quinn Ewers yet. When I mean, no one knows. They haven't seen him play yet. So yeah, exactly. he's the biggest. He's the biggest wild card. I feel like their season will kind of follow him. If no, he, absolutely. I mean, if he falls out and he does a good year. Because, I mean, they've got kind of – They've got Bijan Robinson, who is, like, a Heisman candidate, in my opinion. He's the best running back in the country. Exactly, Other, yes. you, The only person you could argue is, like, Tredavious Jackson or whatever his name is from Ohio State. I don't know his name. Um, He's pretty good. But, I mean, like, their defensive returners, too, are studs. Leading tacklers – three guys that were like tied second in sacks they're top two leading like secondary in pass deflections right they did lose bj foster which is a big hit for the secondary because he was really good um but i mean like just the offseason they had with transfers and recruits was insane they did such a good job at like bringing new people they're definitely benefiting from the new nil when I was all the, the very, very rich boosters, which has been kind of their problem in the past with terms of organization and the boosters kind of button in there, but it's kind of helping them pay out because they, they're paying all their players thousands and thousands, you know. Yeah. Millions. I mean, if you're paying every offensive lineman like $1,500 or whatever, maybe it's 15000 I don't know, to come to your school, I mean, that's that's going to draw a lot of people in and exactly. a lot of them are going to be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'll the over's eight and a half. Uh or the over under's eight and a half. I think I'll take the over on it, honestly. I don't hate Texas at nine wins, ten wins. I don't think they're in a position. I don't know. It really depends on how well Quinn Ewers plays. Exactly. I if think he's yeah. good, great. If not, and we have to see like 
Hudson Card play. I like Hudson Card. Um, I liked what I saw from him last year for the most part, but I don't know. I just Yeah. And then one one important detail about Texas is that they better pick it up pretty quickly because they have, I mean, they play the team week two, they play Alabama. And that'll I mean, even if they don't uh win that game, if they can just stay with Alabama and prove that they can uh go toe to toe with one of, if not the best team in the country, then that'll put them on the radar, put them on the map and kind of give them the confidence need to know they can take down the other teams, even if they don't win that game. But if it's a blowout, like a lot of people are thinking, then uh, it doesn't really tell you much because you don't know if it was just a fluke or they just couldn't, they got blown out of the water by a different, a team on a different tier. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bama game's big. Like, I don't expect them to win, but if they can keep it like a single digits game, like that's a that's a win in my opinion for Texas. Exactly. Uh, yes. Like, I mean, everyone remembers not the... that not that I support like moral wins, moral victories, but I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta you yes. gotta you gotta get what you get. Yeah, exactly. And everyone remembers that really uh, the the iconic Texas LSU game in 2019, and that was it. Even though they lost, it proved that they could stay with at one of the best teams of all time. You know, so yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. So. Final team, our one and only Oklahoma Sooners. The over-under for them, boomer, (laughs) the over-under for them is nine and a half. And the preseason rating on them at nine is fantastic. I think that's exactly a lot for us. Um, I talked about this on our TikTok, which you guys should go follow, by the way, at OOP Sports. Um. But so the over-under is at nine and a half. My thing with Oklahoma is so many people are like, oh, is Dylan Gabriel going to be good? Yes, he's going to be good. Yes, he's going to be good. Let me read you his stat line from whenever he was with Jeff Lebby at uh, UCF. The current OU offensive coordinator. Yeah, Jeff Lebby, new offensive coordinator at OU. He was the UCF coach whenever Dylan Gabriel was a freshman. This is what he did in his offense. 3,600 yards. 29 mm. touchdowns on only seven interceptions, 10 and three record. This is Dylan Gabriel's freshman year. Mm. His, his number one receiver was Gabe Davis, who's pretty good. I've never heard of his second option. I have not heard the name of their RB1. Right. Yes. And right. I like UCF. Like I've followed, I've followed UCF for a while. Like, oh, okay. I'm lying. I have heard his name, Otis Anderson. But like, have you heard his name? No, that's no. that's my point. Like, he's not, and like we have, like Marcus Major and Eric Gray. Not that they're like studs, but they're better than Otis Anderson. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then I, and you could even argue that, like, I mean, everyone knows Baker, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, but I feel like the the allure of, or the kind of the message that the OU quarterback kind of runs the team. I think it's kind of straying a little further away from that, as you seem to like, especially last year with the quarterback controversy, it's kind of moving towards like the defense in a more balanced football game, which is important because as fun as it was that whole Kyler Murray having the most electrifying offense of all time, but having a horrible, horrible defense, is just not going to work, especially in the SEC. So I think this whole transition to a more defense balanced run game team 
will be pretty effective. And even if Dylan Gabriel is not does not win the Heisman, I still think OU can compete for the Big 12 championship even with a playoff spot, even if he doesn't absolutely ball out, even though I think he will. But yeah. pessimistically. I don't think – I don't – like I don't think Dylan Gabriel has like Heisman ceiling, but I think his ceiling is probably like first team all Big 12. Mm, I, I want to say second team All-American, but like if it's not Bryce Young, it's going to be CJ Stroud and he's not going to be – Exactly. Anymore, yeah, so. one or the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I like I like Venables a lot. I think having a defensive minded person in a team in a league that is particularly offensive oriented, at least has been in the past. I know last year Baylor and Oklahoma State were pretty pretty defensive teams. Um, I love Venables though, and I know yes. he brought some guys over from Clemson. Um, It'll it, it's an exciting transitional period for OU. It'll be yeah. interesting to see the first couple of games. That's one thing. Wise. That's one thing I think like people aren't talking about with OU is like, oh my God, we lost Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner and Jaden Hazelwood and blah 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 blah. Like, we we did like a good job at replacing people. I feel like exactly. Yes. Like Marvin Mims is still here. Theo Weiss is coming back. We got LV Bunkley Shelton from Arizona State, who I like a lot. He's a like a big X receiver guy. I think he'll be good. Um, we got McCade Matower. He's a lineman from Cal. He's pretty solid because I know like our our big line piece left. Um, we haven't like. Yeah, there is the, the offensive line is going to be is a big question mark to see who's going to fill. There's a couple freshmen, yeah. uh, big boy Jacob Sexton from Edmond. He might get in there at some point in the season, but that'll be a big issue. Um, having a good offensive line can mean they can establish that game for Eric Gray and eventually Dylan Gabriel. But uh, in terms of the defense, I think it'll be better than most people think. I don't be, think it'll be maybe top two in the Big 12 optimistically. And it'll, I don't know about nationally, but um, in such <laughs> an offensive, <laughs> in such a offensively offensive heavy conference, yeah. having that good defense can lead to success as proven by the two big teams last year. Yeah, I agree. And I think, for OU at least, the front seven last year, it took a hit. Like Isaiah Thomas is gone, Benito's gone. Um Win- Perry on Winfrey. Yeah. Like they lost a lot on the front seven. Um we got we brought in good transfer. I like Jalen Redmond a lot. Yes, Jalen Redmond. I yeah, like I the Sean White. Very, very good. I like the Sean White quite a bit. Um on Samoa. Oh, he he left too. He's also Moa left, and so did Pat Fields. Um, I we did bring in Jonah Lalu from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He's a linebacker. He's pretty solid. Um, two corners we brought in: CJ Golden They're, from Wyoming, and then Trey Morrison from North Carolina. And then they brought in the big uh, defensive lineman from Tulane. Oh yeah. Um, what was his name? Or is that Trey Morrison? I'm not sure. Regardless, um, I think like it's good enough. It it'll hold us over for now. Like yes, it's not going to be the same front seven we had last year, but it'll be good enough. I think the key for defense is secondary. Billy Bowman's got to be good. Billy Bowman, he's got to be good. Yes, Broyles has to be good. Those two transfers have to be good because yes, the secondary is what has killed us, like historically. Like mm-hmm. when DJ Graham 
no no offense to DJ Graham. I I like him. When DJ Graham is your cornerback number one, there is a problem in the secondary. Right. Yes. Like yeah. you cannot compete with DJ Graham being cornerback one and then like Pat Fields. Pat Fields was good, but Pat Fields being your best secondary piece is not gonna cut it. Exactly. And it didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. For OU standards, yes, yeah. I mean, I remember watching games where they would get burned. They wouldn't even be facing the ball. It was always just a kind of on the edge of your seat when one something was going to break down and you get that long ball downfield that no one was covering. It happened way too often. I think having Brent Venables, a defensive-minded coach who's been a D.C. his whole career, will be good for help cleaning up consistency and stopping those uh, missed coverages and whatnot. And I think that will definitely help because – a lot of the problems they ran into last year was they'd be good for three-fourths of the game, and then they just have the horrible defensive mistake that would just change momentum completely. And I'm really excited. I think Venables and his, like, no-nonsense attitude will kind of help change that. Yeah, I love Venables' energy. He's such, like, a in-your-face kind of guy. Him and Porter Moser. Exactly. It's definitely a different atmosphere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. To come full circle, though, over under nine and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm taking right. 11 and one. I think our only loss is to Nebraska. Yes. Yeah. And you can, you can switch maybe Nebraska and Texas if you're, you're feeling the conference game. Cause that games, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I don't think awesome. they, they lose both of them. I no, think definitely they, not. I think the only they, reason I think yeah. we lose to Nebraska, sorry, is because it's our first like real game of the season. It's in Lincoln. Nebraska is going to be, a good team this year. They're not going to be three and nine again. I think it's going to be like a wake up call kind of game. Be like, okay, this is the new team. This is where we're at. We have to get better and they will get roadblock. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, if it is, how do you say it's good that they have it early in the season so they can Mm -hmm. kind of regroup and get back, back to it. Cause one loss is not the end of the world. For sure. Especially in week three. Exactly. Yes. To a team that like could potentially be top 25 by the end of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, quality loss exactly quality loss that's what the committee loves strength of schedule (laughs) um okay well i think that's all we have for today sam do you have anything else uh no i don't think so this is our first go around on the oop so i guess uh tune in we're going to be on hopefully spotify podcast youtube uh so obviously you're listening to it somewhere but we're hoping to post once or twice a week we will send updates on our tiktok on our social media pages. Yeah, go uh, follow the TikTok for at, at OOP Sports for, as of right now, just my content. But exactly, yeah. More uh, in, Instagram coming soon. So yeah. uh, maybe we'll get in there on a Twitter. But we're just a bunch of college kids reacting to sports, giving you our opinion. So thanks for listening yeah. to us. Yeah. And peace. See you later.